In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps a $5 minimum balance required. It's harder than ever to find clothes that will stand the test of time. But if you're looking for pieces designed to last, you can't go wrong with American Giant. From hoodies and t-shirts to denim and more, they've got everything you need to build a wardrobe that you'll be proud of for years to come. Shop wardrobe essentials that last a lifetime at American-Giant.com and use LT23 to get 20% off your first order. That's 20% off your first order, American-Giant.com, code LT23. They say marketing is a madman's game. So now we turn it over to the marketing madman with Trip Job and Darren Rand on Extra 1063 FM. Happy Saturday. Welcome to the Marketing Mad Men. Trip Job here with, uh, i got Tug Cowart from the Morning Extra. Tug, yeah. thanks for joining us. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Yeah, and uh, I think Tug's uh, excited to be here, too, because we have a special guest. Buddy. we got a good friend, Doug Dicting. Doug is uh, part of the ownership group and also the senior vice president of sales for LNB, which is now Liquid Nation Brewing up in Gainesville. Welcome, Doug. Glad to be here. Yeah, no, we're excited to uh, to have you, and uh, you've been going through a lot with the brewery over the last uh, six months or so, so glad that uh, we were able to get some of your time and talk a little bit about uh, not only the, the brewery, but just uh, your marketing and brand changes that you've uh, been going through, I guess, for what, probably about a year or so. That certainly has, and the idea of going through a brand change and a name change, you think of, oh, this is pretty simple to have the new name until somebody else already has that name and oh then you my. you spend your time doing the legal stuff and paying the lawyers more than you think you should to make sure that you have something that connects both with a consumer so you've checked that out and you're allowed to go market with that. We're, we're going to definitely hit on that and some of the things that you, you need to think about and, and the good news is that Doug, your background, I want to hit on that for just a minute. I mean, you've been there. You you were at Coke, and uh, you've been at um, you know some major players. Why don't you give us a little bit of background of uh, you know your career, and then how you moved um, from the corporate America into uh, into the brewery business? Oh, for sure. Well, twenty five years plus in the corporate world, um, leading different parts of the Coca Cola company around the world and Del Monte Foods um, internationally, and that's all about branding, building teams, building connections with consumers. I uh, lived in many U.S. cities, but also London, Vienna, and Sydney, Australia, looking after different consumer bases out of there. Uh, after plenty of years at the big corporate world, thought is let's get a little bit smaller and use what I know and get connected to some brands and sit back and enjoy. And that's how I got into the, the brewery business. Wow. Well, now, was that the only reason you got into the brewery business? The primary reason was, I was be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, the truth, the truth I is, listeners, I, I, yeah, I've the, wanted to get into the brewery business, yeah. but I didn't either know about anybody. Yeah, most people are in the brewery business or visiting a brewery, and they treat it like a business because they go there so often. Well, I had done a lot of practicing along the way of sampling different beers in different parts of America and the world and said, you know, why don't I go and invest in this brewery? Because what a good idea. I can drink my own beer. 
Is and that kind of like guitar? I heard I got to spend a thousand hours to learn guitar. Do I need to spend a thousand? I think I've already done a thousand hours yeah, in a say, brewery. Yeah, I was say, come on. You're, if that's it, you're like an expert ten times over. There you go. No, it's, it's just fun. I, I enjoy beer. If someone goes into the deep details, it's like, yeah, that's not me. I enjoy what it tastes like. And See, then, that's interesting because that's the thing that I always hear, or at least when, when you're talking to people that run breweries, they, they want to tell you about the hops and the barley and all that, and I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. I have yeah. no idea. I just know, you know, what I like to drink, and and so that that's that's a fascinating point of view yeah. to have. That's me. My whole world has been, what is a consumer like? Mm-hmm. How to make it is is the next step. But okay, get smart people that know that stuff. Yeah. And we got a brewmaster that's one of the national beer judges. So I tell him, this is the type of stuff we want. He comes up with something, and it's like, yeah, it's good. It's not good. Yeah, back and forth. So I'm in the love the consumer end and let the smart people do the the science. Wow. So how old is L&B? You know, when did it start? We formed in 2016, opened up our tap room shortly thereafter. Uh, so we've been in the market six years, had our six-year anniversary in March, um, which are a lot of craft breweries. You can't say that you've been around six years. So we've well, gone through a good bit of law changes, COVID, and we're out the other end and now with a name change and we're ready to accelerate. So the original name was Left Nut Brewing, Which still L N B. So yeah, so tell us a little bit about that because I want you know for the viewers out there that are here you know for the marketing side, there's, there's just a tremendous case study here, and so I want to kind of talk through it and uh, get a little bit of the history why you were where you were and uh, kind of walk uh, walk through the steps you've gone through. Sure, uh, our founder um, has someone been doing home brewing for a long time, traveled the world as an executive for big companies. And after some customer visit, and I can imagine how the, that customer visit, hanging with his team, sitting in a bar in Belgium, says, you know, someday I'd give my left nut to open my own brewery. <laughs> many, years la- many years later, when he said, okay, I'm ready to go do that, um, he said, well, can I, that's what I want to go do. And did some checking on the brand name. And by the way, we went in and out of the trademark office a few times. I thought it was scandalous as a name. So literally came really? back as a scandalous. Wow. wow. And so we paid enough legal fees to go get that sorted out. So we had, we got the right. But as we found, many of our consumers just love the name. Yeah. And as we grew, I think it's great. Yeah. And it yeah. cut through and people say, well, where are you? And then interestingly, they'd say, well, geez, the women don't really like that name. Not true. When we did the change to Liquid Nation Brewing, we get more feedback from the women saying, why'd you do that? Then the guys had said, "I thought that was a really cool name." Yeah. So it's, it's are the is the the do you have the original Left Nut T-shirts? Do, or is some of that stuff still available? Because that's vintage and probably worth more now than it was yeah. when it was called that. The answer is for sure. Yeah. And we're going to keep a classic collection at the brewery. Yeah. But out in the market will be yeah, Liquidation sure. Brewing. But for those that know. There will always be a place for them to go know. pick something up. Yeah. Yeah, on sure. my bar, I have one of the good old metal signs, the uh, Left Nut Brewing uh, metal sign. That's so, cool. Yes. That's cool. That's, and it'll, it'll be, it's, it's not going to totally go away. But the, the LNB, which we had used out in the marketplace for the last oh, three years, is what you're going to see on tap handles. But you'll see the name continuing to grow you know it's interesting because the as we sit here at truest park and a baseball stadium and major league baseball you've had the cleveland indians go through what you guys have gone through changing from a a name that they had for a hundred years or whatever and now changed to the guardians and it back almost back to that t-shirt like now the retro cleveland indian stuff like it's more valuable to people now because that that's what they grew up with 
they're embracing, at least to a degree, embracing the new uh, Guardians, you know, moniker. But the Indian stuff is, I mean, if you go to eBay, I mean, the, the stuff is so expensive and off the charts, especially the vintage stuff. Oh, for sure. When you think of, to take the Guardians, say, who are they? Are they yeah. a, a minor league team or just a roller you, hockey? Yeah. Well, and, and a classic <laughs> example, a classic example of they didn't do the work. Here's a big organization. I mean, Swamp, your size. And they had trademark issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Cleveland the was, right, exactly. Yeah. They didn't even understand that. And, and a lot of times, you know, when you're working uh, either internally or with a marketing firm, you know, you need to understand that they, they're looking at your trademarks. And obviously that's something you did when you went about, you know, the, the name change. So as, as part of my corporate world, I spent lots of times looking at brands and names and who has what and is it worth buying it or not buying it or trying to do something on the side. So kind of had a little insight into that one. Uh, and then as another piece of it in today's world, it's all the social media handles. Can you get them? And the ability to, can you get the website? Can you get the um, Twitter feed? A lot of layers. A lot of layers. And it's like, yeah, no. And then you wouldn't do it. Yeah. Wow. Well, I mean, I think that's, um, you know, just just so important to think all the way through. And I think, you know, I want to get your your view of what was the strategy because, as Tug was saying, you still have the, the classic kind of this history because it hasn't completely gone away, and you've used LNB as kind of that um, transition stage. So what was, what was the overall strategy to change the name, and how did you look at it? So from a, we're very community-focused in our breweries. We wanted to make sure the community that we already had wouldn't get lost. And we're also very focused on giving back to, to the com- community wants to come to our brewery. The other ones help others out. So as we went through names, we wanted to make sure that we weren't going to alienate anybody. And there are plenty of names with LNB that people would, wouldn't get us anywhere we wanted to go. So from a strategy standpoint, internally, we looked at names that seemed to make sense staying with LNB because we wanted to do that. That was a conscious step. Mm-hmm. Um, it's amazing how many LNB names you can come up with. Most, most of which are already taken. Yeah, right. Wow. <laughs> and especially while you're tipping back some L&B, you get even more creative. There we go. Yeah. And we wanted it to be something that um, opened up the, the mindset of what, what is possible. And we're in Atlanta Met- Metro Brewery today. Nothing says we can't be much larger at a future date. Um, not that that's our primary goal. We want to be great in Atlanta and great in Georgia. Then we'll figure it out. But that was part of whatever we did. We didn't want to preempt our ability to go somewhere else with a name. So the ability to capture it was That's important. such a great lesson for business owners out there because I think a lot of times people get caught in the now. And, you know, I mean, I've heard stories. We had one of our clients' sister business that had just rebranded about three years ago to Corona, right before mm. the coronavirus. Yeah. And they're in the food space. Yeah. Okay, just, Challenges. you know, so they, they had to m- immediate panic and well, how but, to change their name. But it seems like it would have been tough to begin with with a Corona brand and, and beer. Because it was food. No, oh, I get yeah, it. Yeah, but, but, if it still, but if you're trying to delineate yeah. and somebody's searching for you on social media, the, the running, what you'd that, run into. You're absolutely. I mean, that's another thing of why did they do that in the first mm-hmm. place? But then they ran into the negative Right of, uh, oh, yeah, of that. the coronavirus, right? right? So, um, you know, so then they had to panic and had to go through it. And I think a lot of people don't think about what you can become. You just said you you could maybe be outside of Atlanta. You could be the southeast. You could be the other. So you've made yourself available to do that. And so many companies don't think that way. 
Right. And a piece of that is, and what other products are appropriate for us as a brewery to come to market with? There's plenty of mixed drinks coming out in packaging today. There's plenty of wines and other things that are, um, or blended wines or seltzers, or we have some high alcohol seltzers that um, have been guided to us by some of our members that come in and say, geez, what, can you make a 10% seltzer? Yes, we can, and it tastes just like a 5% seltzer oh, <laughs> until wow. your third one. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you all have started doing that. Oh, yes. We oh, have, that's we, awesome. So we have, we have seltzers. We have ciders. I um, love ciders. Oh, now you're talking about language. Yeah. 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 We, got, we got ciders um, and the seltzers. Our seltzer strategy isn't, oh, just give you a raspberry seltzer. It's how do you make something different and unique and but still light seltzer, lower calorie, and um, and that. Is, and still it, gets the job done. And still right. gets the job done now, for those that will want it. Yeah, yeah, now, sure. now we're getting somewhere. So yeah, exactly. as we're we're coming up to the break. I think we're going to uh, we're going to get the uh, the bar here set up, and we're going to tap into uh, what you have, and uh, we'll we'll talk a little bit about the different offerings uh, when we come back from the break. So you're listening uh, to the Marketing Mad Men uh, with Liquid Nation Brewing's Doug Dictine on Extra 106.3. We'll be right back. Now back to the Marketing Mad Men on Extra 106.3 FM. Welcome back to the Marketing Mad Men. Trip Job here with Tug Coward from the Morning Extra and our special guest, Doug Dicting, who is uh, Senior Vice President of Sales and part of the ownership group for LNB, Liquid Nation Brewing in Gainesville. So we were talking uh, right before the break. Uh, Doug, you were kind of taking us through the thought about the transition from Left Nut Brewing to Liquid Nation Brewing and how you were thinking about, you know, where you could take it. And I think it's such an important marketing point. And, um, you know, people say, well, okay, but that's a small company. Can we do it, you know, with a larger company? And the one that always came to mind to me as a best practice is waste management. And I think what you did is very similar. You know, we all remember the original, uh, I think, it was, I can't remember the original name, but even before waste management, but then it became waste management, and now it's WM. And at first, I was like, I'm not sure. But when you think about all the things they've become, they outgrew the waste piece. That's very and much that's so. exactly what you're trying to do with LNB, I think. Well, that's that's correct. Is as the brand can, how do you make the brand and the company more relevant to your future consumer base? And you kind of lead with. To, my view is you lead with the the name. And then you fit things underneath it versus catch up after the fact. Catching up after the fact. Think of all the merger companies that have come together. They come up with a name and you go, huh? And then forever you try to tell people what that is and why, and why it is what it is. I, you know, one of my former employees just uh, announced and completed their merger this week. And the name, they don't even tell what the name's about. People are guessing what it's about. And that's just not a good place to be. Yeah, and we had a step that we we consciously thought: do we just want to be L and B beverages, and just stay with L and B and forget about um, like a name to go along? Just with a, just a name. Just use just, just uh, L and B. We said, well, we're in the beer world. I mean, mm-hmm. you, yeah. it, it's got to. Our view is it's got to reflect where you want to be. And when someone says, "What does L and B stand for?" If you just say nothing, that doesn't seem to be appropriate. Yeah. Um, and it, it's a space that you could be, but we wanted to be in the spot. Um, more importantly, that you can look at the brand and look at the and understand the brand and feel like you could see yourself in it. And that was one of the feedbacks we had with the old name is there was a bunch of population, 5%, 10%, that said, I'm not, even though I think your beer tastes great, 
I don't see myself in that um, in that brand. So hmm. when I'm not going to try it, I'm not going to market it, I'm not going to sell it. So it was a conscious call to bring those people into the brand portfolio. Right. So huh. when you when you left the the old name behind the left nut name behind how did you land on liquid nation obviously that it lines up with the initials but i mean what was that why why that name why is that the one that grabbed you well so for in our world liquid being adaptable mm-hmm. uh was one of our core core spots we've been pretty adaptable along the way and had to be with and had the, to be that first segment you're talking yeah. about all the bumps that you've been through and then COVID and then the name change correct and we're going to continue to be uh, evolve who knows what's going to happen you know two three five years from now nation is as I mentioned community and that's where we are really grounded in the local community the give back community and in the beer community we wanted to make sure that you know nation as a in a positive way the way that we read nation is we're all here together that we're a diverse group of people. And a group, diverse set of um, individuals and expectations. We want you all to be part of what we are. Well, right. and, and, to and, that and point, brewing is for beer. Well, yeah, that one makes <laughs> that, that one made the most sense. That one I didn't have any trouble with. That one made the sense. But back to Nation for yeah. for a second. As a college football fan, you know, I'm, I'm part of the Dog Nation because I'm a Georgia yeah. Bulldogs fan. And and then you know, uh, there's there's the Jackets Nation for Georgia Tech yeah. and every. Vol, the Volunteer Nation for Tennessee. So it does show community. So that actually, whoop, no, flip that over. That one actually, uh, that really makes sense to me now that you've explained it. Yeah. So speaking of, do you like your beer? Let's, uh, we got to tap something here and, and um, give a taste. So uh, you mentioned during the break that one of your most popular beers is this, uh, what is this, Sweet uh, Magnolia? Sweet Mangolia. Mangolia. Oh, sorry. Uh, so what <laughs> is it? Right? Because, gonna, yes. because you, could well, trademar- you could trademark that, but if you talk about just a generic name, you can't trademark that. Mm-hmm. So that's right. part of the, that's what the name right. comes across. Anyone else want some of that? Right. or? I know, I know, uh, I know. Brent will want something first. Yeah. <laughs> Take a pour. Yeah. yeah. So let's uh, let's see here. So, oh, yeah. you know, you, know, you, know, you can use that. Brent can use that cup if you'd like. Wow. So that's a golden ale. It's a right? golden ale. And what we consciously did some some fruited beers when kind of put it in that category, or some people do. You can basically chew the fruit, which is not what we wanted to do. We wanted mm-hmm. to have something that has a a, a nose or a smell of strong mango but a very low-level flavor profile, so you can enjoy quite a few of them. Brent, Florida, just, Brent just hit you with a wow, by the way. Yeah, that, so that, we got yeah, a rating, uh, Brent? That, yeah. Flounder. I'm not even a big IPA fan, but that's delicious. That's like, good. I mean, yeah. Not too much of a bite or anything like that? Well, good. It's not an IPA, which is perfect for you, which is why that beer connects with a lot of our consumers. Is it that, a Pilsner? No. That it's is a, a golden gold, ale. Gold, it's a golden ale. It's a golden ale. Yeah. In America right now, about 70% of the beers are IPAs, and then when you give somebody something, or that's what people offer, that's what they say yeah. they want. And when they actually put something in front of them that's not, there's a conversation that says, that's pretty good. I wish I'd, I'd like to have more of them. So it's part of that exploratory part of a brand. Yeah, for me, I'm more of a Pilsner and a lager fan than I am an IPA. So I guess with today's age, that makes me boring. No, that makes <laughs> it right. <laughs> There's so many into the IPA and that bitter aftertaste. And for me, I just like an easy... Something that's not too hoppy or stuff like that. So that right there is delicious. That's it. And, by the way, the hop profile is softening. So they're more um, more traditional. There's a hop category that people are digging. Super hoppy. I mean, it's, almost, yeah. it's, it's yeah. too hoppy yeah. in my opinion. And then so there, it is softening. 
Uh, and also the alcohol content as a trend is kind of coming down a little bit too. So there, there all those high alcohol content popularity for a while as well. I mean, you had like 12, 13 to 15%. It's just like one beer and that's pretty much all you can drink. Yeah. That's it. And, and we have those, but the, the real volume and, and my goal from a business standpoint is, yeah, you can drink one of those or you can drink two or three of these other ones and enjoy yourself and have a more social experience. Yeah. So, um, you know, let's talk a little bit about that portfolio and how you, you came about to doing that. Um, you know, what was the, maybe the original and how did the portfolio of beers expand? Yeah. Our first beer out was a um, Lapland Blonde. It's a blonde ale. So if you were to take the profile and say, well, who drinks blonde ales? Um, it's a slightly hoppy, um, easy drinking, smooth beer. Uh, from And it was our, our first beer out of the, out of the market. At our second beer came out to a bridge to nowhere, which was a West Coast style IPA because you needed to have an IPA. And our third one was a Mighty Banyan double IPA, which are for those that wanted to have, I'm going to kick your butt with a 9% alcohol. And the specialness for our beers um, is really the crispness. I mentioned at the very beginning, our brewmaster is a national beer judge. So as part of our working on formulas, it was tweaking it so that it would have a unique flavor base but it would be one that you could feel comfortable having more than one. How do you get that gig? I mean, I mean, because I think that seems like a, a, a good gig that people would really want. Like, if you could sign up for that at your local community college, I feel like you'd fill up a classroom. You probably yeah. could fill up a classroom. <laughs> no. like it's, it's, a, Doug, it's a great idea that there are plenty of brewers out there. Yeah. And what I find also is interesting is there are a lot of brewers that are in the craft market. And I'd love to say they're all well-skilled. But... It, Beer is a natural product. So you're getting natural products, hops, yeast, wheat, um, malts, other things coming through. So to make it the same time after time, that's the science part. Mm -hmm. And you'll find a beer that you love and then go have the same one again. It may not taste the same, which is not what we want to do. We want to have whatever you drink, we want you to know that it tastes the same. Oh, that's so important. And um, and, and I like the fact that, you know, you're – you're branching out. You're differentiating yourself a little bit. Granted, you have the IPAs, but you're you're trying to do some things that are a little different than maybe some of the other Atlanta-based breweries. And that uh, that's a very conscious call. So our call is, yes, we can do IPAs because there's a market. But what do you want to be known for? And I'm migrating us like our Bengal Golden Ale. Where else do you have a great, um, unique beer profile? And I'm going into bars and restaurants, and they sample it and say, Okay, we'll put that on. And once they put it on, it doesn't seem to come off. So because it's a unique offering, the same thing with our Lapland Blonde. We've had that on many taps for forever because it's unique enough. Both of those are 4.5% alcohol. So you can serve many consumers and you don't get filled up on those versus some of the other beers. Yeah, and I think, you know, when I think about it, and uh, Doug knows this, we've known each other for a lot of years, my all-time favorite tends to be the darker beers, the porters and um, the stouts, and some good brown ales and things of that nature. But there's in Atlanta, there's seven or eight months a year that it's just a little hot and a little heavy for a lot of those beers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the and, good news for you is we're bringing back a couple of our, our specialty beers. So we have a nut brown with pe- uh, Georgia pecans. Mm-hmm. We oh. call it Shade Tail Nutty. Um, we've had it a couple of years ago. We're going to bring it back this year, um, both on tap and in, in packaging. So we'll get something perfectly for you. Well, that, that'll be for the cooler months. But, I mean, I, I'm kind of like Brent. I like, 
you know, the the golden ales, the copper ales, those those type of middle road. I am not an IPA guy. I will drink it. There's some that I like, you know, but I'm not. That's not that's to go not, to. That's not, no, not at all. Uh, I just don't care for the real hoppiness, you know, that's out there. And so, um, you know, to have that other brewery on the north side of town that's got that range. I mean, uh, I didn't realize yeah. the ex- extensive uh, range you've kind of come out with over the last uh, six months to a year so. That, that's it. And, and in addition to what we've just talked through, we do beers for causes. Um, one of our causes is helping the Chattahoochee Riverkeeper Love organization that. that's keep awesome. the Chattahoochee clean. Yeah. So we've brewed a beer this year. Um, we did it a couple of years ago, pre-COVID also, called Pure Source IPA. It's an easy drinking, 5.5%. Um, you can be on the water all day and still have it without feeling filled in, uh, filled up from a, a beer standpoint. But the proceeds for that um, go strictly to the Chattahoochee Riverkeeper organization for them to get ahead and um, help them with their causes. Now, that's good. So do you work with other breweries? And, and, and obviously there's a competitive nature to being your own brewery. But do you work with other breweries for causes like that? Or or is there a good relationship in that community? Because you know it is competitive, but, but you all have the same passion. Yeah. So interestingly... The craft brewery industry, we all get along well. So, yes, there's competition. We never talk pricing, but talk beer, talk beer styles, talk single shared causes. We're all into that. Um, the craft industry itself and, and our guild um, collaborates. So we just had a, a big f- um, festival, I think it was Atlanta, um, Atlantic Station back in June, which it was all focused on collaboration. So two breweries get together, brew a beer, um, and it could be for cause. In our case, we did the Shade Tail Nutty, right. and our collaboration was with our nut supplier in southern Florida or southern um, Georgia. So, they, so it's all collab for cause. Mm-hmm. Um, and depending on what we're trying to accomplish, can we do it ourselves? Interestingly, some breweries just set up and say, here's a formula. You guys can brew it, um, and let's all call it the same thing and take it out for a cause for that, too, which is another way that yeah, the great. industry yeah. goes to the market. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, no, I think there's some uh, real neat things going on with uh, the microbrewery industry in general, but definitely Georgia-based and Atlanta-based. So how, do, how does uh, someone find uh, LNB and Liquid Nation Brewing? And, um, you know, what? Uh, where, where can they find um, you maybe in the either grocery stores or at the bars? Or, you know, I think uh, we just had uh, uh, Scott Rhino join us. That's right. Um, okay. yeah. Seriously, he just came in. He's just helping himself just crack one up about it. In all honesty, the Mighty Banyan has been one of my favorites from them for a long time. So is the Lamplin Blonde, I think it is. Yeah, Lamplin yeah. Blonde. Um, those are two of my favorite beers that they make. And when I had my restaurant, they came in. And they said, hey, would you give us a shot? And I said, yeah. And after tasting the Mighty Banyan, I was like, yeah, absolutely. And they became my two most popular beers, literally. And they're some of the best tasting beers I've ever had. Well, and that, that ties right into the question is yeah, how, do, how do you, you know, how do you, um, where can people find you? And then what is the process as a brewer to get into the restaurants, the bars, the retailers, et cetera? So where you can find us, um, I'd love to tell you exactly the restaurants. We have to go through a distributor. So I'll, I'll start with that process. In Georgia, you can either make beer, distribute beer, or sell beer. You cannot do any two of the three. So we take beer, sell it to the distributor whose role is sales and marketing on our behalf. Well, they also have like 100 other breweries that they have. So we find that their focus on us is pretty low. So we have our own sales staff that goes out and 
does exactly what you just said is come in and talk about our beer because the the distributor has plenty of other things on their mind when they're showing up and we'd love it to be us but it often is not and then you say you bring our beer we then tell the distributor that you know it's got your your restaurant was wants it and then hopefully they come come into you and say rumor has it you want this beer and it's like hey yeah i do um, and then, then it starts that way. So today, um, the the best thing for we're in a lot of bars and restaurants. I wish I could tell you exactly where and where they keep it on on tap. The other challenge we have as an industry is someone might have ten taps, but they say their customers always want something new. Yeah. So we sold something way faster than somebody else. Oh, we have a tap, and then they put somebody else's keg on. I said, well, you just told me it went way faster than everybody else's. Yeah, but my customers want something mm-hmm. different. Did every one of your customers get into the store <laughs> while that keg was on tap? So part of my world is I've spent lots of years with the Coca-Cola company, and one of part of building a brand is making it available. And if you're going into the store the second time or going into the bar, and it's like, I want that, and it's not there. So building a brand comes into our listeners, in this case, our consumers, saying, I want you to put it on tap. So yeah. the most important thing for us to get into stores and, and restaurants is ask for it. And if they say, well, you know, how do I do that? Literally ask your distributor. Um, in the Atlanta area, Atlanta Beverage is our distributor. Up north, Leon Farmer is our distributor. Just ask for them. Ask, ask them to please bring it in. And which one? And on our website, uh, and our sales team can certainly guide them into what's the best match for the store. Yeah, Mighty Banyan was my most popular. And, and like you said, it would be where I would go through those kegs so quick. And at first, I was the same way. Like, they like it changing out. They like it differently. But people kept coming back just for this because it is such a good beer. This is nice. And it's really nice, really smooth, especially the Mighty Bang. It's smooth, but it's but it's full. I mean, they're... Yeah, right. This yeah. is a very... Yeah. Is, what, 8.5% still? Nine. 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 Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, there was... Imagine that. Yeah. I was going to say, there was definitely... It's not just smooth. It's also... There's uh, something to it. You know, yeah. it's... Yeah. it's um, you know, there's definitely a taste to it. It's it, But it's not over the top. It's and, really, really nice. And that's, as I mentioned, our, our brewmaster, everything we do is balanced. So sometimes you get so much hop up front or so much mm-hmm. hop in the back. The intent is to have a balanced drink. Right. The downside of this one, it doesn't drink like it's a 9% beer. Yeah. Oh, let's go have another. Let's yeah. go have another. Right. <laughs> yeah. You have to cut yourself off, and that's where I fell into. I was like, well, let me try more of it, and I kept trying it, and then I was like, i got to sit down for a minute. And then you realize real quick that, okay, well, you got to watch it. But the Lamplin Blonde was the other one where we went the opposite with the Lamplin Blonde, and just the, you know, for a light beer, it was just so, like, just flavorful, so nice, so smooth, and people loved it. So these were my two most popular sellers, and Sweetwater was a big uh, brand for us, but nothing like this. I've never seen any beers move like this. What about folks who wanted to get it at a grocery store, though, like or you know where, where they're picking up, you know, the, the the groceries for the week? Is that on the website, or you just have to luck into going into the, to the store that accidentally has it? So generally, is a luck in story. Yeah. Same thing we're selling in. Until the name changed, some of the larger corporate customers didn't want to bring the beer in. Right. Um, we're finding that that is no longer the same resistance we had before. We're in six Kroger's right around our brewery up in Gainesville. Mm-hmm. We are in many of the Trader Joe's that are here. Trader Joe's has had us for a while. They, oh, they're good. Like, but they're, all over the metro or just closer to Gainesville? Um, the ones in Roswell, okay. um, Roswell and that and Sandy Springs and whatever have had it um, at times. It's gone because they find that, you know, from a, from a movement standpoint, they haven't had enough pull. 
then it shows back up and it moves. So again, just ask for it is the is the best way. And then as we're going forward, talking at the corporate level and getting them to be aware of of the brand um, is our next step. And I think I've seen um, you in Total Wine as well, right? Yeah, we've been in Total Wine, yes. Okay. And in fact, we're going to be getting back in there. Um, and it's think of going into any beverage section from the from the retailer standpoint is they're willing to put you in if you know it's going to get out. Well, there's so much going on and take a total wine. Yeah. Finding any one beer, oh, it's imp- whatever it's really it impossible. is. And, and oh, by the way, if you're, if you're eye level on the end cap, you find it. Yeah. Well, you're, you're somewhere below waist level in the store and you're good luck unless someone's running in looking for that specific brand. And that, that's part of us creating the demand, but also it's the way it's positioned in a store is like sometimes we're in control and sometimes we're not. Yeah, no, it's, um, you know, I think it's fantastic. So Gainesville, um, we heard a little bit about the uh, the story of of your building. Why don't you tell us a little bit, A, where people, because I know you like to get people up to the brewery. Where is it? And then tell us a little bit about the history as well. Sure. Um, the, the brewery's on Atlanta Highway. So if you take a little bit south of Gainesville Square itself, um, Alachi Nature Center and Chicopee Wills Mills, Chicopee, Woods Golf Course is right there. Um, the development and that we're in is a building that was built in 1926 by Johnson & Johnson where they made all their textiles and gauze and whatever. Um, they closed down in 86. Um, and then a couple other businesses that had been in the business, the building passed that. Um, we took it on, and our landlord basically gutted the building on our behalf. We poured new floors. We basically rebuilt the whole building. It took it to a cell, to a shell. Um, but the fact it's a 100-year-old building, very tall ceilings, um, original brick, original wood. Wow. So if that's the experience. Inside, we have a 27-tap tap room, very large space because we want people to spread out and have sometimes we have a great family experience in there. Sometimes we have some pretty rock and roll music, and it's hop- happening that yeah. way. A lot of you do a lot on the weekends too, right? Week, weekends are really big, and for sure. Um, and we've gone out on the edge for unique experiences. Also, for example, um, we've had drag shows up there. Well, <laughs> drag show in Gainesville, Georgia. You'd say, well, does it catch or not? We sell tickets to it. And we sell out all the time. And you got to imagine the amount of people, the amount of excitement that happens in a brewery with a drag show. <laughs> it's everything that goes through your mind is happening. Uh, off the wow. charts. <laughs> off well, the uh, you know, we, were, we saw a uh, buck on the way in. So I'm assuming you do uh, like college football. I mean, that's going to be right around the oh corner. Gosh, so yeah. Saturday, Saturday's in the fall. Is that a place to be up uh, at uh, uh, LNB, Liquid Nation Brewing? Definitely. We have multiple games with multiple TVs. Um, we, we've set ourselves up not to be a TV a TV. Centric. Uh, centric spot. Right. But we have four games going on at all times up there. So if, and, of course, it's the ones that people care about. Yeah, it's How the SEC. And it, it, How about it, it, them yeah. dogs? And, well, and it's not it. just one. You're not one uh, school. That's so, exactly right. We've got but, multiple schools. And but bring, the best one is on. Wait, but George, that's the most important yeah, you, you, one. George is on, and you pray find tech if they're, <laughs> if they're on. It's nice to have people come to your house to go have a beer or whatever. Yeah. But when you want an experience, we're an experience. You can go up and... Um, often we have food trucks. Um, often we have other things going on in parallel t- to a, a game. Um, so bringing up, you know, we have large tables. We don't have any small tables for four. I guess we have a couple of them, but it's all about community and big tables. Bring your party, bring your food, and we, bring your dog, bring your kids. Yeah, 
Well, it sounds like everything you've done strategically is really around that community and that liquid nation. And the nation and, word. Yeah, the word and I nation. think it's really cool. And, um, you know, I'm thinking about, uh, you know, this fall uh, getting a couple of groups come up there and uh, maybe on a Saturday or a Sunday and, uh, yeah. you know, really hang out. So it's uh, it's been a lot of fun. So um, when we come back from the break, I want to get a little more into uh, kind of the marketing insights and where you uh, where you come up with those. Um, but, uh, boy, this, this beer is fantastic. And uh, I'll take another couple swigs during the break. So you're listening to the Marketing Mad Men on Extra 106.3, and we'll be right back. Now back to the Marketing Mad Men on Extra 106.3 FM. Welcome back to the Marketing Mad Men. Trip Job, uh, joined by Tug Cowart and uh, Scott Rhino. Ryan Holt from uh, The Morning Extra and Duck Dicting from um, LNB, Liquid Nation Brewing in Gainesville. And you know, we've, been, uh, we've been trying some of the beers. We've been ta- talking about the brewery. And one of the things I think that's important is how do you get those insights? You talk about you know, how you differentiate LNB and you found out that your customers like certain things. You know, what's that process for you? How do you find out that while you still are going to have some IPAs, you needed to expand your offering and what uh, what customers were looking for. Yeah, um, couple steps. One is the the craft brewer association does an awful lot of research on what people want, and we're too small to go do our own research. So we we tap into the trends that come out of of that research, and then we kind of play around and and take those products, put them in front of our consumers at the tap room, which is the value of having a tap room in twenty seven different things is. Do you like it? Do you not like it? Is it is it too strong? Not strong enough? Or I hate it? Or whatever that category is. And so we did a lot of product development research through them. Um, and then we also, from a name standpoint, which is a important piece of taking it to the market, is what's catchy but not too hard to talk about. Hmm. There's so many. As I look at our our competition, you look on the shelf and it's like, well, what is it? <laughs> yeah. So the ability to actually figure out what kind of beer it is and what the name is and what style. How do you cut through that? Yeah, keep part it simple, of, stupid. Keep, right? keep yeah, simple great, grape and nut sale doesn't quite cut it, you know, but. Uh. That's it. So, <laughs> so some of the stuff is like real simple. And some of it is like, oh, I, I know 420. Well, if you didn't know 420 from 100 years ago, you would have no idea what kind of beer it is. Yeah. It's a pale ale. It's just a lot of communication over time. And with the market changing as quickly as it is, it's hard to believe that there can be a lot of new 420s that create because the market is changing so much. So then. They'll take a brand and they'll put a sub-brand on it. So how do you use your potential, um, let's call them, uh, not dealers, but the restaurants out there? Scott, your, your well, experience, how do you, you know, what did you find out about new beers and how did you use that to, uh, to tell a brewery um, you know, feedback? Well, what's funny was my introduction, obviously, the name got me the first time because I was like, it's creative. It's a little bit like risque at one point, but you know, now Liquid Nation Brewing, I get it, but... The other thing that got me was you didn't really hear of a double IPA, and that's what Mighty Banyan was, and you don't hear about that. It's kind of like the IPA, you know, was originally like Sweetwater 420. You were like, oh, IPA, you started to learn about it because they got it out there. It was the same thing. Oh, now there's a double IPA. And then once you taste it, that was the feedback that I gave them, like, hey, you guys are doing something right here. This is a, a great 
flavored beer. And like I said, they brought it over, and I kept drinking it like, wow, this is really tasty, yeah. really tasty, having no idea yeah. it was 9%. <laughs> and before I knew it, I was like, okay, we're going to have to like. sit down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I was still sitting when I said that. <laughs> but I loved the flavor. I loved everything about it. And that's what you want is because once my, I, I gave it to my servers first. That's what I did before anything. Try this, try this, try this. And once they got it. They were like, wow, I could push this. And that's what it was. It was just word of mouth because of the flavorful taste. And the name. The name was just like, it was fun to go up to a table and say, hey, you know, Left Nut Brewing, this is a great beer. But they did a great job working with me because at that time they gave me like point of sale stuff to give, to put on the tables. They gave me everything I needed. So uh, putting it out on the tables was a great idea. They gave me stickers. They gave me everything I needed. And people love just people little. People love swag. 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 Anything. It can be anything. T-shirts. T-shirts. Anything. Yeah. Stickers. Ch- whatever. Yeah. And, 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 and the stickers And I know well. you do that. But the other part I thought was interesting. I don't know if it's part of your plan. But when you said you gave it to your servers and the bartenders. Because I'll go in places, you know, restaurants or others. And I'll say, what do you have like this? I already know I like that. Yeah, I don't want, yeah. but what do you have? So I don't know the process that you look for those insights or try to get the yeah. the bartenders and the servers. What's interesting is so many bars and restaurants, whoever's there today wasn't there two months wow. ago. And yeah. especially yeah. right yeah. now. So, what, so yeah. what we do is we have server cards deliberately on each of the beers. And then depending on the location, we might have five or six beers on the same server card that fits in their order book so that they can come up to a table and feel somewhat educated about this beer. And tell me about uh, Mighty Banyan Double IPA. Well, here's what the characteristics that you'd expect to taste. It's and we'd always say, and it's great multi. You ought to try one mm-hmm. as part of every one of those because if someone's actually reading the card, they're actually reading the card. Yeah. So kind of guide them in. But it's so it's talking points almost. It's, talk, it really it's talking points on the beers yeah. to give them. And we, when we can, we'll go in and, and educate the, the bar staff and the sales staff ahead of time. Tell them about the beer and if, and let them sample it. Interestingly, the amount of bars and restaurants that they have people under 21 serving, you just kind of have to explain it in parallel to things they might have experienced beyond beer. <laughs> yeah, because people yeah. don't drink under 21. Not I mean, at all. That's right. never happened not, in not the history all. of the we world. Wouldn't, we wouldn't do that. <laughs> no, I know, you, I know you wouldn't. <laughs> I agree. But yeah. I don't know any yeah, person sure. under 21 that might not fall into that trap. That's but one exactly. good thing they did also was just coming in and believing in their product more than anything else. You know, a lot of people will come in, they don't believe in their product or they're reselling it for someone else. They came in directly to me where a lot of times Atlanta Beverage will send in be like, oh, you'll like this, but they're always a used car salesman when it's Atlanta Beverage because they're getting a commission. When they came in, they said, hey, this is my product. you got to try it. It's great. It's that. And it made me, from, I'm like, hey. Directly he, from them. Right. And yeah. it made me, hey, he believes in his product. i gotta get, I got to give it a shot. When I tasted it, I believed in his product. When my servers tasted it, they believed in the product. And it's much easier to, to sell it. that way. Yeah, yeah. You start to see the snowball. And they, yeah. and they gave us that product knowledge on their beers. Mm-hmm. Hey, this is 9%. This is different than this. But it's very similar to what they're doing at Sweetwater. They're, this one is very similar to this. And that way it gave my servers when they came in to try a beer because I couldn't keep every beer on yeah. tap. I'm not Taco Mac. I'm a small business. But this was something that like this made me unique. compete this with it. Yeah. very unique for you. Absolutely. It's right. not available everywhere else. Yeah. yeah. So can we look? Uh, we got just a couple minutes left. Can we look at uh, what's coming? You gave me a, a, a taste of the nut brown ale. But is there anything else that you're developing for the fall that, uh, you know, taking market insights that may be coming out you're willing to share? So 
you were right on with dark. So think from a dark beer standpoint, that's what people generally want until they've had their second one, then they want to go back to light. So <laughs> yeah. and, their- and stay out of the pastry stout. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'll have a pastry stout every yeah. now and then at the end of the night. But you talk about doubles or triples, and yeah. they're so sweet. That's I it. just, I'm not, I'm not a big fan. So we, one of our beers that we came out with beginning part of last year that we're going to push much harder because we take it out and sample it and see how it goes. We have a Maple Street Praline Stout, which okay. is stout but just enough sweetness to it that people are like, oh, this is pretty cool. I'll have another. Yeah. And it was conscious again so that you're not chewing it so it's light enough that you can have another without. Eight, uh, eight and a half? Uh, that one's in the seven and a half seven, range. Oh, perfect. Seven and a half range yeah. so that you can have multiple – you can choose how many you want to have, <laughs> but from a get, from getting a full standpoint, um, it's it doesn't fill you up when you've had the first, and it's and we've in the places we've had it, we've got a, a couple of restaurants up in the Gainesville area that have kept it on, and it's one of the big sellers even in the summertime, so so that that'll be where that'll be the, in addition to the awesome. Shade Tail Nutty, which is a nut brown uh, with, with toasted pecans, so it'll be which will be throughout the the market. Another one just on kegs will be the um, Maple Street Stout. Awesome. No, I'll look forward to that. And I'm definitely going to have to uh, swing by and find some of the Mangolia. There we go. <laughs> um, uh, copper ale, I guess, or golden ale. Gold, golden, golden ale. ale. That, was, uh, that was really good. And I think, uh, I think Brent's already uh, has put in his orders for that <laughs> as well. So. Rhino uh, knows what he wants. Yeah, I mean, yeah, everybody's kind of in already. I'm yeah, looking at these cans thinking which ones I'm going to throw in my pocket and take yeah, home with yeah, me yeah, right, drink yeah. tonight. Yeah. So, the, the, Doug, Doug Dicting, thanks so much for joining us. A great story to see all the things that uh, LNB is doing for the community in Gainesville and in Atlanta, and also hear about uh, your branding story. No, well, glad to have, be part of it, and thanks for inviting me in to um, share some of our some of our insights. Well, yeah. if you haven't checked out Liquid Nation Brewing, please do. do. And uh, Tug and Rhino, as always, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, great uh, insight, especially from your experience, Rhino. Yeah, I no appreciate problem. it. Absolutely. Yeah. I was lucky. I saw yeah. this. I saw LNB, and I was like, yeah. I got to go steal they some beer. Yeah. like a puppy dog. <laughs> That's it. So, uh, Insta- Instagram, Facebook, tell is all the ex- experiences that we have happening at the brewery. So look at it every week. Well, awesome. hit those hit those handles real quick. Is it at LNB? Uh, it would be since we just changed it at at um, Liquid Nation Brewing at Liquid, at Liquid Nation, Nation Brewing. Brewing. Awesome! So yep. you've been listening to the Marketing Mad Men on Extra One Hundred Six Point Three. Don't miss the 10 for $10 produce sale this week at Safeway. Get select produce like large Haas avocados, mangoes, cucumbers, large lemons, green, red, or yellow bell peppers, or 16-ounce bags of Signature Farms baby peeled carrots for only a dollar each. Also this week at Safeway, select meats or buy one, get one free. Get items like Signature Farms 80% lean ground beef or 16-ounce containers of Jenny O 93% lean ground turkey, burger patties or Italian-style or taco-style ground turkey. Buy one, get one free. Visit Safeway.com for more great deals. This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. The fan is ready for Brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. 
We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season.